All righty. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Paul and Steve, and we are here with the Foundations Podcast. So, uh, good afternoon. This is a nice, hot, hot afternoon in Texas. And uh, anyway, we are back here. Uh, and uh, Teddy, what are we going to talk about, Pastor? Well, we're talking about eschatology, but specifically what we're going to continue with is where we started, uh, stopped off in Matthew 24, where Jesus talked about those end-time signs. Well, they're not all end-time. Uh, one of them was the destruction of uh, the, the temple. temple. We, we saw that at the 870. But, yeah. but the other ones were the end of the age and and when, you know, uh, you know the, when he would come back. And, and so, you know, he... And one of the things that we did not talk about, and, and these would be for the verses of chapter uh, 24, they would start in verse uh, 4. Okay. And they would continue to verse, uh, I guess that's uh, 14. This Bible is a high-end Bible. It's nice. It's a new King James. Uh, but the little, while the font is wonderful, somebody... I don't know why they put the little uh, verse divisions and teeny weeny. Oh, that's why I, I don't I use tell you it what, a lot. My eyes are not that good to be messing <laughs> but, with. But that. one of the things that that, that there there are different theories about how to view some of this, and one of them is called telescoping, I believe. And, um, and and by the way, I think that applies on the four horsemen of the apocalypse, mm -hmm. which we may get to. Yeah. But uh, but if you looked at when we say telescoping is the ideal. That you know something's being viewed that well from that their it, lens, their lens within a certain well, but the whole thing can be in a telescope. In other words, these what we're reading here would apply really to all the rest of twenty four. Yes, yes. In in that sense of telescoping, mm -hmm. uh, so these are what you would call general signs that would apply. Uh, well to the three questions that were asked, but they would also apply to what we would call, what Jesus called the Great Tribulation, yes. which is the abomination of the desolation. Yeah. And, and I don't remember, Steve, if we got into Daniel 9 or not. I don't think we did uh, yeah. last week. But, uh, now, we're, we're talking about, so now, folks, we're going to be shifting our telescope <laughs> now, uh, on, uh, on what Jesus was saying here. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to encourage you again, pull them out, Matthew chapter 24. We're going to, uh, I think, do our, are we going to go from 9 or are we going to... Well, I think, we, I think there'll be some people that didn't watch last week. So okay, well, so yeah, let's just, uh, recap. Well, yeah, we just recap and, uh, well, we can start in verse 3. Okay. Uh, and it says, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us... When these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and the end of the age, and so the things that would be would be the destruction of the temple, yeah, uh, the sign of your coming that was really paramount on their minds, and then also the end of the age. And this is two separate events. They they put it two separate events. But so they must have understood it as being two separate events. Yeah. So and then right. it said Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Before I read any more, I, I just was I listened to another video where they were talking about this and uh, earlier this week, and I did not realize they said something I had not thought about. Mm. But Jesus in Matthew twenty four, when we're talking about these signs, before he gets to you know the 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 you know the why 
eyes and the foolish virgins part and all yeah. that. He mentions deception four times. Four times. Three of them are between verses four and verse four, uh, 13 or 14 there. Yeah. And so I, and that is funny. So we, we, let's just kind of pay attention to them when we get Yeah, so let's count them out. Let's take yeah. a look at where so, they're at. So there must be, okay, if he's going to mention it four times, there must be a big problem with deception. Yeah, and we're talking about last day events. Okay. okay. So anyway, take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and will, once again, the second one, deceive many. And we, and, and you know, we've seen these things. I mean, you can point to this from the time Jesus spoke to it to our present reality today. There have been false Christ. Uh, it, we, we've almost seen an escalation of that. Yes. Uh, uh, in the last number of years. Anyway, uh, and then he says, you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But notice this term, but the end is not uh, yet. So nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquake in various places. And then this is where we ended. All these are the beginning of sorrows, or if we were reading this in, say, a, a more uh, modern, I should say, this is New King James, and so... It's all based in the Texas Receptus. So if you're reading more from what, you know, a different, uh, a modern text, you would be saying the beginning of birth pains. So um, birth pains. Okay, yeah. so he's comparing this to childbirth. Yeah. And I think there's some other, uh, uh, some other uh, analogies here that as we go down. Um, okay, so childbirth. But then, so all of these different things, and let's just really quickly, I'm just going to throw these out. So you see uh, wars and rumors of wars. So we have all that going on. A nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's famine, people starving to death, pestilences, COVID, I mean pestilences, earthquakes in various places. You know, it's amazing. You know, I, I lived in California for, what, seven years because I went to college out there, a Bible college for that uh, and the thing is, is that I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been was laying down on the bed all of a sudden, all of a sudden I found myself on the floor, or things were shaking on on the uh, you know coming off the cupboards and all that because of earthquakes. But this was just this was just normal stuff. This happened all the time out there. So and you got used to it. Is it what we get used to? It? Well, earthquakes in various places. We're just used to that. So, I don't know, could that be the signs? Could that be the beginning of birth pangs? Well, we are seeing uh, earthquakes more frequent yes. uh, of late. Uh, and, and, and once again, if I'm using this concept of escalation, the you know, escalation in false Christ, escalation in wars and rumors of wars, I mean, I mean, look at it from the perspective of how this is advanced since Jesus said it. I mean, we can kill literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people at a given moment. Yeah. Uh, it, with ancient technology, there's no way they could do that. I mean, no. and, and look at World War II. World War II, I mean, look at the millions, the millions mm -hmm. of people, people in a four-year period yeah. that uh, were uh, slaughtered. Um, you know, well, the bomb in Hiroshima. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, it just, it's amazing. 
so we're talking about wars and rumors of war, nation against nation, the, the escalation. But but even at that, Jesus said these are the beginnings of sorrows yeah. or the beginnings of birth pains. They're, they're, they're not the end. And so how I would look at this is that these things will continue on up until uh, Jesus actually returns to the earth. Yeah. And that's Revelation 19. And, uh, and, and so these things are going to escalate. If we go through the book of Revelation, we see cataclysm. Mm -hmm. I can't even say the word right now. Catastrophes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, bad, I mean, just overly bad things happening. Uh, they are uh, apocalyptic with, is, is a better word there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, a third of the earth. There's things where a third of people die. You know, yes. a third yes. of the grass is burned up, a third of the yeah. I mean, it just really horrible things. Now, while saying this, you know, let me let me draw back because history is history. Have we had moments where what we see in Revelation uh, that people may have thought that they were in that moment or Daniel's 70th week? Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you go back into the late 1300s, I believe I have my dates right here, like uh, somewhere between 1385 and 1395, mm -hmm. I, th I think that's the dates there, where we have one of the worst cases of black the black plague, plague. Yeah. that hit the European Orient at that point. Uh, the, oh, the death is unparalleled. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're taking cities the size, let's say Georgetown, let's, let's, you know, it's kind of hard to get a grip. There's so many people moving here. Let's just say we have 150,000 people okay. at this point moment. I think that's safe. I think that might be a well, little right. bit less of what it's right yeah. But yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Um, and then when you take the whole Austin area, we're over 1.6 million more a part of that area. Yeah. If you can think of 90% of everybody in Austin, Pflugerville, Round Rock, Georgetown, uh, Gerald, Taylor, uh, all dead. Yeah. And, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Black Death. They didn't have the ability to treat things back then. Okay. Um, and, uh, and that's not in one area. That's all over Europe and, mm -hmm. and, and the Orient as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there were preachers at the time that thought that thought they were this was the end. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at all this happening and then you yeah. say, whoa, we're at the end times. Yeah, and, and that looked like it. So yeah. the reason why, the only reason I temper this is that, you know, we, we have talked about the different uh, ideals about you know, are you, uh, you know, amillennial, premillennial, are you postmillennial? And if you're premillennial, I mean, do you believe the rapture is going to take place before the tribulation, in the middle of it, partially, or at the end? Yeah. All these things. I mean, we are pre-trib in our theology, but we're not, like, radical pre-trib. No. And because if Jesus did not know on the earth, I believe he knows now, but when he was here on the earth, uh, if he did not know when he was going to come back, and these were under the Father's, you know, 
things. No yeah. one knows the day or the hour. Yeah. Not even the sun. Not good. even the angels. Yeah. Well, if he didn't know when he was here on the earth, what makes me think I I can just be real sure of that too? Yeah. And then, you, and then know, so, you have a lot of people out there, Pastor. I got divine revelation. I mean, uh, there was books written on oh, this. Oh yes. There, uh, and that they were making projections and predictions, and then all of a sudden that author got humiliated because it didn't happen. Yeah, and so we're not predicting a day or an hour, no. but even as it relates to a view of eschatology, while I say that I am pre-trib and I do teach that, I don't teach that as if you're not pre-trib in your eschatology, that somehow or another you're less than a Christian no, or whatever. No. Because the truth is, that, Jesus that, is going to come back when he that's, comes back. That's not salvation. Yeah, it's, it's, if, if it messes with my theology a little bit, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're not dogmatic. That's no, we're not point. dogmatic. But we, we believe something. But we're not going to tell you that if you have a different belief structure, you're all millennial, mm -hmm. or maybe you're post-millennial, or maybe you are pre-millennial, but you believe the church is going to go through all the tribulation. Hey, that's great. That is not what saves us. That's, that, 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 that's got nothing to do with my salvation, okay? No. So we're not going to fight about that. But no. we do want you to know that we are pre-trib, pre-millennial, yeah. pre-trib as far as what we teach and preach. Mm -hmm. But so so we're not fighting with anybody. If you want to hold a different view, that's fine. No, that's fine. And here I think it needs to let's just make one quick statement. A theory, when it's not based upon the Word of God, solid proof. I mean, if it's not, and you say, well, maybe you could hit this happen, maybe this happened, or whatever. Uh, that is not something that you need to uh, bet your next next uh, your uh, next house payment on. In other words, don't you know? Like we're saying, that salvation is the most important thing. Knowing the Lord, following and serving Jesus is the most important thing. Yeah, and, when, and, no, yeah. and no, no matter what your view of eschatology is, I mean. Uh, one of the things, you know, and some of those, you know, like post tribulation, post millennial is the one that I have probably the, the biggest trouble yeah, with. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to disfellowship over somebody that is post millennial, okay? Uh, <coughs> but but, but the, the point is, it doesn't matter whether you're pre millennial, you're post millennial, or you're all millennial. Everyone gets to the same point. Jesus yes. is coming back. He's coming back. They all agree on He's that. He's coming back for his church. Everyone recognizes the lordship of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so this is just what we believe is going to happen in the last days. That's but, but, the big thing. Okay, so I'm going to say, well, all these, all these theories, Pastor, all these different thoughts and all this type of thing, nothing is 100%, they can't 100% tell you why study it. Well, I think the reason we study it is because, uh, first of all, we have it in the Bible. Yes. It, it's there for us. I mean, we're given information. If God wanted us to know with certainty every single facet of it, he would, he would have told us. Yeah. I think it's written the way it's written because God wants us to search the Scripture. Well, I, you know, and I, I think when he gives para parables... Like the, what was it, the ten virgins. Yeah. About being ready. 
and all that. So that's a warning. I would think yeah. that that would be a warning that you have to get your make sure that your life is right with God and with the Lord and be ready because He could come at any moment. Well, you know, was it Titus two, twelve or fifteen? I can't remember which verse it is. Uh, I think it's Titus two, and. Uh, and uh, he talks about the grace of God has appeared to all men, bringing right. salvation. and teaches us, or, you know, salvation has appeared to all men, or the grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us yeah. that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, that we should live righteously and soberly in this present world, mm-hmm. looking, looking for the blessed hope, the yes. appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and you know, and, I, and that's part of uh, dealing with you know, eschatology or the study of last things. Uh, yeah, there's a lot written about it. I mean, there's, I mean, wow. I mean, you think about some of the things that Paul talked about in First Timothy 4 about the last days. You know, he talked about seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Yeah. That's fascinating I mean, stuff. We're dealing with that right now. So, the... you know, if, I may not know with certainty, you know, is this the season that Jesus is going to come back? I think every generation has to look at that. Yeah. I think it is entirely possible. I think it's even likely, based on some of the prophetical things that are said in Scripture about the last days, mm-hmm. especially in the book of Revelation, and uh, that you can see how that could be fulfilled now. Yes. Where if you're living in the 14th century and you're going through the Black Death, well, I well, think that, from a standpoint, I, you I see the fam, the pestilence. Yeah, you see the pestilence. But the ideal that the gospel could be communicated and preached to the every, entire world, every yeah, nation, ethnic group, you know, yeah. ethnos, you know, yeah, every yeah. ethnic group, mm-hmm. that. That wouldn't have even been possible in the 10th century. No. You, you don't have a way to do that. No, but today we but, do. But, but today you do. The and, internet? And so, yes. I mean, the, the world is smaller today than, yeah. than it's ever been. And, and, and there's, some, there's some really good things about that as it relates to the proclamation of the gospel. But there's some negative things as well. Yeah. And uh, so we, you know, we kind of have to kind of weave in and out of that. Okay. Know. All right. Well, let's, okay, let's, let's push on. Okay. And uh, verse 9, we're going to go, let's begin with that. He says, then they will deliver you up. I mean, NKJV too. Uh, will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, Pastor, I had a question about that. He said, they'll deliver you up and kill you. Was he predicting or prophesying the apostles' deaths? Well, I mean, I believe he's um, he's obviously prophesying. I mean, that's who he's talking to. Yes. But this is also an answer to, you know, his coming, the end of the age. It's also a partial answer to when the temple will be destroyed. Yes. Okay. Okay. and, and so, but one thing I do know about this is that if we're going to talk about martyrdom, uh, the 20th and the 21st century, uh, we are in the 21st century right now, but the, the 20th century did just ended. Uh, the, the 
more people martyred in the 20th century than in all centuries combined. Now, partially, that is because of more people in the world, but even percentage-wise, it's greater. Yeah. Um, the 20th century, I mean, you know, if, if you live in, in the United States, that might be a revelation to you. If you live in Iran, and somehow or another you're getting this video, that might make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but when you think about there are more people have given their life for the gospel. Someone's mar- they've been martyred, they've been killed yeah. uh, because of Jesus. Uh, that's an escalation. It is. And they say the 21st century, and we're barely, what, 23 years into this thing? Yeah. Or 22 right now, because it actually started in 2001. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we are on par to either match the 20th century or maybe better it. Yeah. And that is not a good... I mean, it's not good for our brothers and sisters no, it's to give their life for the gospel, but it's positive in the sense that Jesus said it was going to happen. Yes, and that we... And, and, it's and a, it is, is it's its own sign. sign. Yes. yes. Um, I was just reading, I think the other day, that, that about... we were. I was reading an article about a gentleman that was... They're throwing him in jail and that they're putting him on trial going to kill him or what have you overseas because what they did is they enacted some sort of a non-proselytizing um, laws over there. You can't tell people or lead people to your particular religion. You know, you see, that's the way that they do it, though, is they uh, they, they can't say, we hate Christianity so bad that we can, we're only going to pick on Christianity. So they're going to say any type of, or you can't proselytize anybody or try to lead them. And this, this man was on trial for his life because uh, that, that type of thing is happening in our present day and age. Yeah, um, and, you know, so these things are escalating. Yes. Um, you know, he, he goes on, and, and let, me, let me read this. It says, uh, and then uh, uh, many will be offended, uh, betray one another. Well, that's in, in light of you'll have tribulation, they'll kill you, be hated. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, then, uh, and then many will be offended, betray one another, and will hate one another, and then many false prophets will rise up, and here's that third deception. There you go. And deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now, the, uh, there is so much in that little chunk. Yes. Now, the thing of offense, I mean, Pastor, today, all over, you're offended because you, you said something. Today, you can't say, uh, well, I'll just give an example. The kids are getting expelled from school because they didn't use somebody's pronouns because somebody got offended because they have they want to be called Z or Zem or whatever, they, whatever they're using. And you're not, you, they're offended. Um, you know, they're they're preaching racism and and hatred and this type of thing, and that everybody you you got to watch what you do. You walk on eggshells anywhere you go because they're going to get you for saying something that you should not have said because somebody got offended. You know, I was filling out a, almost every form you had to fill out. Now, if you 
put, you know, what is your, you know, your gender, mm -hmm. and it'll put a male, a female, binary, uh, you know, whatever, you know, like yeah. I'm a, I'm a, 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 you know, a princess mermaid or something, who knows, uh, but uh, I was shocked. I, I got called in for jury duty uh, here in uh, Williamson County, um, and uh, it's for July 31st, and so you go online there and register and put your mm -hmm. number in, and you know, and they made me fill out some information. We got to that gender, and I was fully expecting to see all these different choices. It was none. You're either a male or you're or a female. female. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, I that. wonder how long that's going to last. And you know, there might be somebody watching our video right now and say, "Man, I'm a little lawsuit coming." But you know, here I am. I don't buy all that pronoun stuff. I think it's. Well, it's a uh, here's a little here's a humorous thing. I saw a cartoon. I think it was being passed along the uh, social media the other day, is that there was a demon spirit had gone up before Saint Peter, up there, and and he was wanting to get in. He says I, I he says I identify as an angel. And the guy he looks over and said we don't we're, uh, we're not playing that game up here. And yeah, I thought it was pretty know. funny. But you know, how you know, and this is, and I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody about what I'm going to say, but how you know that this type of mindset, whether you're talking about transsexual people yeah. or whatever, how you know they're winning the narrative is when someone like myself is filling out a form on jury duty. And I notice, you notice that it's not there. Yeah. You know, the goalposts have moved. And, uh, and, and, you know, and the war is not lost but, uh, because I still believe there's hope. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but we need to understand where we're at. If we cannot identify the problem, we'll never see the solution. Betrayal. Betrayal. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll betray one another. You, you get an image of somebody turning somebody in. You know, yes. and, that, and if you've seen enough of the end times movies like, uh, what, uh, uh, what's that one with Kirk Cameron and it, uh, Left Behind? Or if you go way back when, like you're old like us, and then you see these The Thief in the Night and all those four movies that scared everybody to death uh, back during those times, about people turning somebody in, you know, they're, they're not going accordingly and they turn them in or they turn them over. But let me, let me, let me throw something out about betrayal. Can one betray their faith, their original, can, can they betray what they used to, well, you know, what this, well, in that way, in other words, because they want to get in or they they, they well I think the thing about Judas Iscariot he betrayed Jesus he did it for money money yeah uh, now you can make an argument that you know and I've heard different commentaries and statements about this that it's possible that Judas did believe if he did this that Jesus would rise up and uh, you know I guess establishes kingdom. Yeah, I think that's conjecture. There's there's no biblical evidence for that. What I do know is he betrayed him. Yes, what, he 30 did. pieces of silver. Um, 
And so, you know, that did happen. And remember, Judas is here among these disciples. Yes, he is. He's hearing this. He's, he's hearing this. Um, and so, yeah, he got, the, he got betrayed. Uh, Jesus did yeah. by that. Um, but, you know, in this betrayal here, you know, obviously you can see the fact of if people are being delivered up and persecuted, killed for mm -hmm. their faith in Christ, and uh, there might be a lot of betrayal yeah. that goes on. And, and I'm going to assume that in places where martyrdom is a bigger issue, I don't know, I can't think of anything, I don't know of any personal antidote or story, yeah. but it would make sense to me why that, say, if you were in an Islamic-type country mm -hmm. and, you know, your sister had put her faith in Christ, had said nothing to your family, and uh, but she has been sharing her faith one-on-one, -on -one, and someone turns her in, and then you go into her room because you hear this, and you find a Bible mm -hmm. in there, and all of a sudden, whatever Islamic police, or whatever they want to call them, comes yeah. in, yeah. And now they want to, uh, you know, what are you gonna, what are you going to do if they find that Bible in your house? They might kill every one of you. Yeah. So what do you, you know, I can imagine that there are people who are betrayed. Yes. Uh, at a, at a moment like that, because mm -hmm. well, you know, we don't all want to die, uh, and uh, you know, but but you know, like I said, notice betrayal is also involved in hate. Yeah, it involves on the hate as well. And, uh, um, and then the false prophets. Yeah, and then false prophets. Um, okay, and, and what, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pull out some things that we can relate to in our present day and age with stuff like this. You know, the, the, the thing is, is that one, one day you're proclaiming the gospel and happy. You're, uh, we saw the news the other day about just, uh, I guess he must have been a... a a dodger or sports or something like this and he was just oh we're going to have uh, Christian stuff and all that and then somebody ends up threatening him the next moment he's on TV the next day starting his apology tour uh, to me that is a betrayal uh, you know where do you stand where do you stand if you're going to say one thing and you're going to be holding on to this and holding on and for God and this type of thing, but then somebody, when it gets hot, it's like I think one of the commentators said, when the demons come for you, are you going to turn away? Yeah, it says they'll deliver you up to tribulation, they'll kill you, you'll be hated by all nations. For my name's sake, and uh, and then many will be offended, betray one another, hate one another. Yeah. And and the thing that we all have to, to realize is that no one wants that. I mean, we don't want to be persecuted. We don't. No, want to nobody wants that. I mean, but they're. But what are you going to do when you're actually just? I mean, especially in that case, you're just having Christian activities. You're not. Yeah. So much for religious tolerance. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, that tolerance is only true until it involves uh, the faith that is based in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 
that yeah. is based in the Bible. At that point, uh, you're homophobic, you're xenophobic, you're whatever other kind of phobic you can come up with mm -hmm. if you believe the Bible. Yeah. You're a hater, you're a bigot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were talking earlier, you know, and we don't have to get into the conversation on why we were talking about it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, I've seen articles, videos, uh, peer-related uh, articles, and the, the vehement hate of the Apostle Paul. Oh, yeah. I mean, a bigot, a homophobe. Woman uh, hater. Yeah, woman hater. They had all sorts of I mean, all kinds of things. And... Uh, and you know they they love Jesus, so obviously they haven't read much of what he said either, because they ought to go read Revelation and see what he said to those seven churches. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus kind of occupies that same territory that Paul was accused of. Yeah. And uh, but like I said, people have selective readings of the Bible. Uh, you know, we you know we want to pick out what we agree with and just the rest of it either ignore or just yeah. I, my pastor one time told me a story where he, I don't even remember what he was dealing with. It wasn't about the things we're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. But uh, but but anyway, he told this one young man. He showed him out there in the Bible and said, "Well, that's what, you know, this is what God said. And if you don't you don't believe that," he said, "No." And he took his Bible from him. And he said, "Oh, let me find me a pair of scissors. I'm gonna cut that out of your Bible so you I'll just keep it for myself since you don't believe it." Yeah. Got his attention too. Yeah. Oh, he did. Boy, he. Oh no, I don't want you to cut that. Well, why do you want it in your Bible? You don't believe it. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that, that, that's man. We we need more men of God like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty straightforward and put it to them. And if you didn't know, my yeah. pastor, he wasn't an overly aggressive man. But but you know, that, that I would have I would I'd have paid some good money to see that. Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So. Now, Pastor, it says that many false prophets will rise and deceive many. Um, we're talking about deception. You say you're talking about four times, we're talking about the deceive. In our day and age, how much, how much, how, well, false prophecy? Oh, my goodness. You just turn well, on YouTube. It it, yeah, it just depends on what you're looking at. If you want to see uh, a lot of false prophecy, uh, go look at Elijah's dreams. Yeah, and we're not trying to be ugly by saying yeah. that, but the, you know, I don't want to get into that again. But I don't mean. <laughs> we, we we had a, a period of time we dealt with a lot of false prophecy. Yeah, you it, know, taking I, trips to heaven and, yeah, take, and uh, by the way, that that lady was not much on. Well, she hadn't been on Elijah's stream since. No, May, we haven't I seen think. it for a while. You May, see, May or March, I forget yeah. what it is. But there, there's still false prophets out there. And then the thing is, is that they make predictions. They say this, they say that. And, you know, and I don't know how many times we said it. If it's not grounded in the word of God, uh, yeah, don't. If somebody, you know, this is the thing that really gets to me. I hold the office of a prophet. God, God gifted me with a gift of prophecy. Now, we were talking about a little bit earlier about the, uh, uh, there's some places, I, mean, I I remember being at a church, they all gave everybody, um, it was a test, some sort of a, a personality test, right? 
And so you're going to run through these and give all these different uh, answers to that. And then they're going to use it to assess what one, uh, one or more of the five, uh, what we call the five-fold ministry. Five ministry that you have in you. So everybody has to possess this. Either everybody is either in the prophecy or whatever. Anyway, what they do is they say, because you're a prophet, then uh, yeah, don't confuse me with the word of God. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I, what I, this is my feeling about those tests and those whatever gifting tests. This just go buy you an eight ball, one of those little things you shake up at Walmart. Yeah. And you can just you know you just ask us some questions. You that's so stupid. I mean, yeah. I, last time I checked, God is the one who gives gifts to men. Yes. Of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, yes. teacher. God's the one who does that. Yes. He's the one who calls. I mean, look at Acts uh, 13 in the church at Antioch. There's a list of different teachers and prophets that are there, and they were a ministry of the Lord of fasting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, mm -hmm. they take a questionnaire, the Holy Spirit said, that means somebody prophesied it. The Holy Spirit said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called them. Yes. And, and so they prayed some more, laid hands on them, and sent them out. That's a work of the Spirit. It's yes. not taking a test. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I mean, you know, like I said, this value an eight ball and just ask it some questions. That, 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 that's, how, that's how much value that would have. Well, uh, you it, know, it, it's... It, I, I mean, I, no, I said, we've seen, and we see some in our present day and age, I can tell you one, I'm not going to mention any names, but... They get there and then they all of a sudden go off on some tirade and start getting all excited and all that and start spitting stuff out like that. And don't forget, at the end, they do say something about giving them money anyway. But um, but at, at, at the same time, they're, they work themselves up and are saying these things, yet they're not based on Scripture. So is... Um, as, if you're a prophet, does that give you the license to say, well... Whether the Bible says it or not, whatever I'm saying is right. Well, no, I think I th that would disqualify you. I mean, we're called to judge. Well, what did he say in First Thessalonians 5? Uh, you know, we are to um, examine, or we are to, um, what's the word he's, he said? Examine all things. I'm trying to say how, how you thought. Approve all things? Approve all. Well, it, it's in relation to prophetical utterances. We yeah. make a judgment on it. I know in 1 Corinthians 14, he's very specific. Yeah. Let two or three prophets speak and the rest of you judge. Judge. That's exactly judge. what So yeah. we're called to make an evaluation, a judgment on prophetical utterances. We're not supposed to despise them. No. But we are to make, uh, and, and so you gotta, got you have to have a test of some sort. That test, obviously, is the Word of God. Does it match Scripture? Does it agree with Scripture? Um, that may not be the acid test that proves whether it's false or true, because I've seen people make statements that, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I Twist can't really use a Scripture to say it's wrong or right, so there's got to be some other things. If, they're, 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 if it's something you're prophesying about and it concerns the future, does it come to pass or not? Yes. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and there, there may be some things that it might take a long time for it to come to pass, but, mm -hmm. but if you're saying, well, let's just, get, well, let's just throw the 
Let's just throw it in there just for fun. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll make sure. What, what, what is the date right now? Today is the 9th, isn't it? Okay. This is the 9th of July. This is 2023. Mm -hmm. 23. Okay. 23. Yes, we had an election in November of 2020. Yes. And, uh, and there were a number of prophets that prophesied that President Trump would be reelected. Yep, he'd served two well, terms as yeah, two, vice president. Yeah, they, they, they said that back oh, before yeah. the first one. Yep. In 2016, back to back. And then when he didn't get elected uh, president, and, and some people have a hard time saying, well, he got elected, it was stolen. Well, you just keep on telling yourself that if it makes you feel better. Or anyway, they, live in, they live in some sort of a mystical realm. No, honestly. Where he's still the president. Where he's still the president. Well, he really is. Right, in God's eyes, he's still the president. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, like I said, is that the, what you say? The original prophecies was that, uh, that that Donald Trump and Mike Pence would both serve two back-to-back -back terms, uh, you know, president, vice president, and then, as one prophet said, that Mike Pence would then serve two back-to-back -back terms yes. mm -hmm. uh, as president, and then his vice president would, I think, serve one or two anyway. And, and, of course, that particular prophet, when, when, when Donald Trump lost the election in 2020, yeah. Yeah, last time I checked, Joe Biden is the president. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, you know, let's don't turn our brain off. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, even, even yeah. Donald Trump acknowledged that Joe Biden is still the president here last week. Okay. Yes. Anyway, let, let me get past all that. All right. And, uh, you know, and so here... Uh, they asked this person, well, did they, could that mean that Donald Trump would win in 2016 and maybe he would serve in 2024? No, that's not what God told me. And I'm not it, moving you know, It is that. amazing and people still how buy these things can be adjusted. Books. How you can massage these things to try to bring some sort of a truth to and, what and you said. Not saying, listen, I messed up. I didn't do it right. Now, there was somebody that actually did uh, apologize oh, and repent. Well, about there, were, there were a few people that apologized for it. Uh, but there's a number of these uh, so-called prophets. I call them false prophets because, you know, while maybe you couldn't miss it. Well, anyway, well, let me get past that. Um, if you say that God showed you, spoke to you, caught you up to heaven, and told you that Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election, there's only a couple possibilities that can define who you are. You are either out of your ever-loving mind, you're crazy, you're in it for the money, and you were hoping to God to be right so you could sell more books, or you're demon-possessed. Okay? Let's, let's just take the gloves off. Okay. So, you know, now if someone says, well, I just had a feeling about it. I understand how people would be wrong about that. Yeah. But if you're going to claim that you got caught up in the throne room and God told you this, okay. Uh, and, you, and it didn't come to and it pass. And it didn't come to pass. And then you're going to hang on that and continue on that and continue on that. You are a false prophet. Period. Okay, bottom yeah. line there. That's why I said this about this 2023 because I had numerous people that listened to this person I'm talking about. Yeah. They got mad at me because I didn't believe them. And I uh, can't imagine why. 
anyway, so, and, and point out, you just watch, you just watch. President Trump, he's going to be reinstated in March of 2022. Yeah. And, or maybe April of 2022, or before this year is over. Well, this, 22 is gone. Yeah, we're 2023 on the way to 24. By the way, I've never had a that person that did that to me. I've never had them come back and tell me, Pastor. I think uh, maybe I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm being serious. I don't know how we can listen to these people. But you um, see, you, but you can see the level of deception. Deception, and we were talking about deception today. Deceive. And, and by deceive. the way, that's in the Pentecostal. But if we were to go outside that, and we're going to talk about other things. How many other pro false prophets? What about these gay theologians who prophesy? Oh, yeah. What about them and how they destroy? They become false. They're not telling you the future, but they're saying this is a word of the Lord that two men or two women, I guess now it's transsexual stuff now. But anyway, they can, uh, that God is good with this as long as it's monogamous. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to show that to me in Scripture. Yeah, show it in Scripture. Anyway, yeah. where our sinner acquaintance uh, uh, is, is, is broken down into categories. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, so that that is in one sense a false prophet. I, I can, there are churches right now, I mean, and, and by the way, they're growing in numbers. Yes, there are. That are they're affirming same-sex marriage. Yeah. So that makes that church a false church. It makes that pastor a false prophet. Yes. And, uh, and, and and so in this, I mean, think about it. So when we talk about being false prophets, it's not always about prophesying about the future. Mm -hmm. It's also the prophetic word, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. For the here and now. You know, pastor, the United Methodist Church today, this is, this is up here. You want to look at the news. Okay. It's all over the news about the biggest split, and uh, it must have drawn some attention because it's all over, about the split of people pulling away because the United Methodist Church says, no, we do not recognize gay marriage and gay and executive. And then, but they allowed it. Yes. And so these others said, hey, we're not putting up with this. So they, they basically, they, there was this big church split, big organization split, to where they formulated a new, uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I, anyway, the, the name is uh, uh, escaping me, but another organization that says, no, this is what we hold to. I have even, even where, you know, I, I told you this before, is that the organization where I hold my ordination with they restated at their convention to make sure that everybody understood that they did not hold uh, to homosexuality and they did not hold with the transgender, whatever, of that. And then the, their stances on homosexuality and abortion because they wanted to make it clear where they stood. Now, yeah. if you find yourself in a world where organizations are... Ha or, Biblical, what do you call it? Ministerial organizations are having to reiterate their stance. That means that there's a lot of trouble out there brewing. And the UMC, the United Methodist Church, that is just one example of what we're dealing with today. And like you said, pro false prophets will arise and deceive many. And, and just like they were in that day, uh, 
you know, and, and, and by the way, Paul dealt with this in some of his letters. Yes. Um, and, and just like these things were a problem uh, immediately with, within the first century. Yes. We have seen only an escalation of it. Yeah. Especially when we get to the the 18th, 19th, and 20th and 21st century, mm -hmm. these things are becoming commonplace. Uh, and uh, and you know, and, and, and not. And, and, and when we're talking about this, we're talking about this with those, you know, tongue-in-cheek, the covenant people of God. In other words, Christians, believing Jews, uh, you would think that you, we, we all have a Bible. You would think that this wouldn't be a problem, but it is a problem. It is. Well, but the thing is, is when you start taking the Bible, you start twisting it, you start trying to put a slap. That's why we have, I don't know, for the last two years... Have talked about hermeneutics, yes. proper interpretation, exegesis uh, instead of eisegesis. In other words, reading things in according to what you feel. Of, well, I feel that homosexuality is okay, so I'm going to go try to go to the uh, Bible and find things that are going to support my position. That's that's her heresy. I mean, this bottom line. But that, that's why we're so adamant about people interpreting the Word of God. Well, there's, got, there's got to be a line drawn, you know. Uh, you know, it, it's just, and, and, and it's sad that I've had to use illustrations that I would have thought I would have never had to use just to, just, just to jar people enough to, you know, and I don't even like using Get a clue. Them. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, and... Yeah. and um, and, and you know, well, I probably shouldn't say that. We'll probably get in trouble on Facebook if I do. Well, why not? I mean, what? I mean, hey, maybe someone's watching this and you need to hear it. You know, uh, President Biden lectured all of us here recently yeah. that if we stood against this transsexual movement, or even I guess same-sex marriage or whatever, that we were not only homophobic. But this was as bad as being anti-Semitic. Wow. You're going back to the Holocaust now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that if we did not agree with this, and, uh, and transphobic, you know, I don't remember if he used that word or not. Um, and, and so he has his big party out there at the White House where he invites transsexuals and stuff like that. Now he's got them in his cabinet. You know, you've got a... Pardon me, you've got a man on his cabinet. I saw this on television the other day. It's a man, he's dressed like a woman. What is, is wrong with our country? Is this anyway, the Surgeon General? I don't, I, I guess that's who it was. I don't know. And I and I just happened to be seeing it. I don't watch television a lot. Yeah. But I had turned it on to look at something. I forget. And somebody had it on Fox News already. Yeah. And they showed this interview. I'm like, have we all went nuts? I'd heard about this, I just hadn't seen it. Yeah. So, that, like, I'm the first, my first time, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, anyway, they had this party on the White House, and then a big deal was made about this. Yes. Uh, and then supposedly one of these transsexual guys who had had a, I guess, a boob job? I, I don't know exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they, they had the, the, the whatever they took, you know, and, 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 they had, and that individual had breasts. Now, and they gone go on to expose them at this party. And there's children here. Yeah, little kids watching. Well, then again, they don't think anything. They were marching down 
the, the guys are marching down the street in the gay pride parades. Little baby kids are sitting over here on the sidelines. These guys have no bottoms on, and they're showing their uh, genitals to these little children. And you wonder what would happen if somebody, if a man got a hold of your kid exposing their genitals to that child that's a pedophile. That ought to be what that Don't is. Don't get me started on that. I mean, well, anyway, in this party, it took it took the White House three days yeah, to three finally days. denounce it and say that he would never be uh, invited back. Yeah. And so what I want to ask the president, and I know he will probably never watch this, mm. but what I want to ask the president, I'm going to use the same standard that you judged all us about, who do not agree with this transsexual movement. We don't agree with same-sex marriage. We actually believe what the Bible says about this stuff. And there is uh, what God's view of sexuality is between a male and a female who is in marriage. Anything outside that is sinful. Okay, we actually believe what the Bible says. Okay, but we are called transphobic, homophobic. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bigoted. And everything like that. Well, Racist. I, I, I want to, you know, we're all, we are anti-Semitic in nature toward the transsexual. What a wild term. Anyway, and, and so, Crazy. Mr. President, I want to ask you, are you transphobic? Are you anti-Semitic in this? How dare you take that man who only wants to identify as a woman and you would kick him out of the White House? Are you Imagine a bigot? That. Are you a bigot, Mr. President? So before you call the rest of us that live in the same world and have a biblical worldview and call us these things, you might want to practice what you preach. Absolutely. That's my point about that. Yeah. Yes, I admire you, President Biden, though you came to it real slow. I'm glad that you kicked that man out of the White House. I'm glad that he'll never be in there again. That's a good thing. But you just remember that the next time when you hear one of us say, we don't agree with that type of lifestyle. Absolutely. We are not transphobic. We no. are not bigots. We are not homophobes. We just have a biblical worldview, and we're not going to back off of it. No, we're not. We're not. Okay, Pastor, we're, we're heading towards the end here. Right, let's, 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 let's deal with this next verse real quick. Okay. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow old. Now, lawlessness... Uh, we saw that. <laughs> we, we saw that during the time of um, all the riots well, and stuff. BLM riots. BLM riots, and I mean they were tearing things up. But here's the thing: is that they can do bad things. I mean, I mean they're they're, they're doing blowing. The, I better stop it. In the White House, and nothing's going to happen to them. The lawlessness will abound. Yeah, and, and that's what's going on right now. You go into any of your major cities, especially in the Northeast, and it is a war zone. It is a war zone in many places. Yes. Uh, in fact, that was one of the things during the BLM uh, marches and stuff. While we didn't have as many of them here in Texas as other people had, not to that point, mm -hmm. I will tell you this, that uh, we had... Um, you know, when I had to go to Austin uh, to take my uh, wife to a doctor's appointment, I mean, I was, I had to turn on the radio, and they were talking about, if you got to go into Austin, you're going into the war zone. Yeah. And I mean, and it was, man, it, 
Things have changed. If you happen to live by a very big city, uh, and you know whether you live, I, no matter where you live, let me tell you something. Lawlessness has increased. I heard a sad story, and, I, and I'm going to repeat it here. And 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 this was about a, a young lady. I think it was in '92, that uh, 15 years old. Yeah. And was savagely raped and stabbed to death. It took them over, I think it was 92, maybe it's a little a bit older than that. But anyway, it took them 34 years to figure out who did it. Because mm -hmm. the DNA had to catch up for whatever. Yeah, yeah. They finally identified the guy who did it. Okay. They even beyond, they even exhumed his, his body. He had already died. They had to exhume his body to make sure they had the right person and everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and it was. What they came and found out is this gentleman, and this is what we're talking about lawlessness. Yeah. This gentleman, four years before he killed this 15-year-old girl, he had already raped another woman, threatened her with a knife, didn't stab her, got put into a federal prison. Mm -hmm. served two years and was let out on parole. Two years? Two years. When we're talking about lawlessness, we have laws. There's nothing wrong with the laws on our books. There's nothing wrong with our Constitution. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with most uh, state and local uh, laws that we have. The problem is we have bleed, uh, basically bleed, what do you want to call them? Uh, well, we'll just call them liberal judges. We just yes. we, we just have people yeah. that don't want to administer the law. Yeah, they don't I mean, want to. Or, if, or if, it's if, either to a select few or, or what have bleeding you. Hearts. That's what bleeding I hearts is the term yeah, that you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, and the thing is, is that oh, unless you have, unless you are, uh, well, first leave of all, that, that one alone. That, that, that guy that, that, that did that, you think of this. If justice would have been carried out, he would have been convicted for 30 yeah, or 40 would have years. saved that girl. Should have never been let out on parole. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and paid the penalty for his crime. If we were going to have the Mosaic civil law, you'd have put him to death. Yeah. And by the way, if we pass laws based on these laws that God put. I'm not talking about you personally carrying that out. I'm yeah. talking about a government. Sure. By the way, we formed most of our laws based on the mosaic civil law. Yes, we did. And, uh, you know, this should have never happened. And this no. is what I'm happening. When lawlessness increases, the reason that people's love grows cold is because the stress especially in social media, mm -hmm. you see everything, you hear everything. You, it, it, it's enough to be a discouragement to people, and that's why you've got to be careful what you listen to and what you watch. Yeah. Because it might even be the truth in the sense that this might be something that really happened, but it can make you disillusioned if you're not careful. It can. And that's what the people get disheartened from this. And uh, that's what we're seeing in our day and age. All righty, Pastor. Looking, I'm looking at that thing getting ready to ding on us. Yeah. Well, the last one in verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So shall that's why God's, and by the way, the Holy Spirit will help you do that. Yes. 
Okay, that's why being part of a church is beneficial. That's why you reading your Bible and renewing your mind with Scripture every day will empower you to endure. Yes. Okay. And then he said, in this gospel of the kingdom, notice it's not just the gospel, mm -hmm. it's the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus is the king. He's not confused about that. No. It says it will be preached unto all, all the world as a witness to all nations. And that Greek word is ethnos. Ethnos. It means that every ethnic group, every uh, ethnic language group, and by the way, that is happening even as we speak. That is amazing. It is. Then the end will come. So mm -hmm. there he specifically said the end will come when that is. And that's why we are doing these broadcasts. Not only do we want it to be a foundation for believers, but we are hoping that you will share these videos. Yes. Because we're wanting to promote the, the gospel of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's why there needs to be a clear distinction between what is holy and unholy, what is clean and what is not clean. Jesus is Lord, and the only way you can get to heaven, the only way you can see God, the only way you connect with him is through Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we must acknowledge his lordship in our life. We must yeah. believe that he died for us and mm -hmm. God raised him from the dead. That yes. is the gospel of the kingdom. It's a gospel to repent. It's a calling to repent and to receive his lordship. And, and if you'll do that, God will change you. He will give you a new nature. You'll be born again. And you'll, you'll become a part of the family of God. And that's what we want in your life. Yes, that's absolutely right. And, and, and you can make that decision. If you're, you're watching this, if you comes across this, I don't know, on Facebook or wherever, uh, you see this, and you don't know Jesus. I mean, today, the Bible says today is the day of salvation, and you can accept Christ today. All you need to do, you know, is is just pray. pray and, uh, Pastor, let's just pray. Okay. Let's, let's pray about them accepting Jesus if they don't know him today. Okay. And what we're going to do, we're just going to pray a prayer of repentance and receiving Christ. And, and maybe you would like to pray this prayer with us. Well, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe you raised him from the dead the third day. I believe you raised him from the dead the third day. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord. I repent. I repent. I ask your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. And I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. And I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, this is what we, we want you to do. We'd like you to do two things. One, these are not necessary, but we would like if you would comment on this video. Yes. If you saw it, whether it was shared by someone else or what. And tell us, let, let us know that you made that commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, that, that puts your name out there and people will see that. Yes. And that will be an encouragement to so many people. Yes. And also find you a local church, mm -hmm. wherever you're at. Find you a Bible-believing church. Yes. And, and, you know, go, go, go find you a church. Ask, ask a pastor some questions. Do you preach the gospel? What do you believe the gospel is? Mm -hmm. You know, do you believe the Bible is, is God's word? And, 
and you know, you make sure it's a Bible-believing church. You, and, and, if you, and if you want, you can reach out to us and, and you can tell us, uh, we'll, we'll contact you and, and we'll even make some contacts where you're at uh, if you want us to mm -hmm. that would help you in that, especially if you're in an area where you're not, you know, in this, you know, where we are. Now, if you live in this Austin, uh, Georgetown, Williamson County area, we would invite you to River of Life. We would yeah. love to meet you. And uh, and even if you don't want to come to our church, we'll help you find a good church. Yep. Yep. So, um, anyway, yeah, just comment. Let us know. Reach out. We would, we would be happy to help you in case you needed to find a home church. Anyway, God bless you all this week. Uh, next week we're going to continue on. I think we're going to dig into the great tribulation there that Jesus was talking about four, in Matthew 24. The four horsemen of the four apocalypse. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> anyway, but alrighty, folks, God bless you all. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. Be safe, and we will see you again next week. Take care.